everybody, Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today I am here with my new friend, Courtney Osborne, who is with Digital Recognition Network in a new customer-facing role. How are you doing today, Courtney? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I know that you know, you're, a lot of people in the secured auto space are already going to know you, but for those of us that live in the unsecured world, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Sure, absolutely. I actually come from about two decades of recovery, forwarding, and skip background uh, and was part of the first group who brought on DRN's LPR product into the recovery space back in 2009. And so that kind of led my transition. Uh, but as you mentioned, more experience on the, on the secured side, lender-wise, definitely. Sure. So uh, now that you're with DRN, can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do there? Absolutely. So DRN uses license plate recognition to provide real-time analytics, reporting around the vehicle's location. Uh, we're able to geocalculate and cluster hits for skip tracers, collectors, lenders looking to make risk assessments, and of course, in the secured debt space, portfolio analytics. Excellent. So you guys are basically taking all of this license plate data that you've collected millions and millions and millions of records in order to help us find people that don't want to be found, find vehicles that people are trying to hide, and ultimately allow us to better analyze a portfolio of accounts to determine value. Um, and I think it's an interesting application of the data, right? There's all these different data sources that we're ultimately bringing together when we do a portfolio evaluation. And this one, I think, is truly unique because there's nothing else out there like this. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. But before we go into the the technology and kind of the product that you guys have, I would like to I want to talk a little bit more about kind of like your role in title because I think it's interesting that DRN is looking at the industry and saying, we need someone to make sure that we are having client success. So what's your like formal title with DRN? So I am their chief client officer, okay. uh, which has kind of a dual role. I do oversee the sales teams uh, for all of the verticals under the DRN umbrella uh, and MV Track, our sister recovery company as well. Uh, but really my focus is on client experience, contracting, follow up on satisfaction, uh, just making sure that we're taking care of the client's needs as they continue to evolve in what's now an ever-changing, you know, auto lending space. Well, I think a lot of us are, you know, familiar with Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah Wheeler being the, the president of, of DRN and other in, in Retrack. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's really interesting the way that he's looking at the organization and kind of bringing you in there uh, because it's, it's looking at the client satisfaction or that client success all the way up to the C-suite, which is not something that you see every day, right? Usually there's like a little QA team off on the side, but it sounds like DRN has actually baked this into being part of their core culture. They really have. And that's why it just made it impossible for me to resist coming over. Uh, you know, I've known Jeremiah for many years and always respected him and his vision, uh, but really becoming less of just a data company and continuing to look at the actual customer needs and customize the product to them is somewhat new. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really excited about all the possibilities there. 
So I know this is kind of a, a new role for you, and you haven't been with DRN um, you know, for a long time yet. Um, but what have you started to learn about the organization itself as you've gone through the process of kind of evaluating client success and, and client needs? It, you know, for each vertical, it's completely different. And that definitely keeps me busy and continuing to learn. Uh, there's lots of, you know, fine folks like yourself that are willing to offer advice. And that's always helpful. Uh, but really what I have learned the most recently is just all of the ways that we can use AI to provide a custom product for lenders to use either through an API or use that reporting um, in-house. And that just has endless possibilities. And so, you know, specific to the secure debt space, customizing our metrics in order to look at pre-purchase or post-purchase uh, risk results, uh, what that might be worth is all really new and interesting and something that I've, I've recently become more involved in and am excited about. That's well, very interesting, right? So you guys are, are looking at things in a totally different way. Um, and then you've got a lot of different verticals, right? You've got the secured, this unsecured space and kind of that skip tracing piece of all of that. Um, so it must be giving you a lot of visibility into a lot of different areas in a very short period of time. Um, you know, I, but let, let's talk a little bit about where you came from too, right? So you had been on the secured auto side for a long time. I know one of the things that you've spent a lot of time with is, is kind of running these panels in the um, woman in auto recovery space. Can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of what your experience has been? Yeah, absolutely. I was very fortunate to work with Cherokee Media Group, who they're all fantastic. And they moved from what has been a long running panel for women in remarketing to offering other sectors uh, under that same scope for collections, recovery, and auto finance. And because of my background and coming from one of very few women in the repossession industry period, uh, it was very near and dear to my heart. So I just really believe in, you know, if you're able to make your own seat at the table, you've got to pull one up for someone else behind you. It's important to me to recognize people, uh, women within the industry specifically, any, any really underrepresented groups whatsoever, uh, just because it has been such an, an old school type of industry and everybody is really evolving. And, you know, the repo agents can, can say that as well. It's, you know, much, much different than what they portray on TV or what people expect. These are all, you know, businessmen, businesswomen, and auto finance in general has become uh, just very sophisticated in, in their decisions and their focus on analytics. Uh, and I think that panel really just gave me a chance to recognize all of the different women in different sectors of auto finance publicly. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I think as we look at the, um, I, I see that same change happening across a variety of sectors, right? As we look at collections, whether it be the debt buying space, the agency space, the law firm space, I think you're seeing more DEI efforts across the board, whether it be any underrepresented group, but specifically seeing more of these women's groups coming together and, and creating a, um, a, a conversational environment for people to feel a bit more comfortable and to continue to engage. I agree wholeheartedly, right? If you're going to make it to the top, it's your responsibility to send the elevator back down for the next person. 
Um, and I always try to do the same thing at any conference, right? Always trying to meet with somebody who's never been to a conference before and make sure that they're getting some relationships, that they're finding opportunities, that they're at least not just kind of sitting in the corner. Because that's what it was actually Mike Colby that did it for me at one of my first conferences. I was walking around at, I think I was 25 or 26 years old at the time, and just kind of like wandering around a Consumer Bankers Association conference, didn't really know anybody. I had come from the immigration world um, prior to getting into uh, debt collection. And he kind of grabbed me by the hand and was like, so we're going to go meet all these people now and you better remember their names. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, I definitely understand the, um, the value of that, um, you know, and, um, and I think it's incredibly important that those of us that have kind of reached those points in our careers are able to go back and, and continue to give a little bit yeah, for such a huge area, it does feel like a small family type group. And so it takes a little bit to get in that inner circle. And it takes somebody really queuing you up to be able to ask a question. It can be intimidating. And I started out very young and felt that as well. Um, like you mentioned, you did. And I think just opening that door and, and saying, you know, here's an introduction to somebody who's willing and eager to learn and telling that person, you know, hey, if you just take more time listening than talking and trying to prove yourself, people will be very open to sharing information with you, which sometimes is a challenge with, with younger generations. So um, if people are willing, I definitely think it's a great industry to get in. And uh, there's plenty of people out there willing to help. I think everybody wants to tell their story, right? You just have to give them the opportunity to. So if you walk around a conference asking the right questions, it's almost incredibly more important than telling anybody anything, especially when you're new because you don't have a whole lot to share other than maybe your background from another space. Um, but being able to walk around and ask the right questions and, and get people talking to you, I mean, there's nothing more valuable than that because they'll tell you everything that you need to know if you're willing to listen. Absolutely. I agree. A little humility goes a long way, especially in this space, because it is something that you can't possibly know everything about. I mean, I in my recent panel last week for Use Car Week, I had a compliance and legal panel completely full um, of legal executives for the first time. And it's an area I've always been on the operation side and, you know, the LPR space and recovery and not on the compliance arena and know just the basics of how to keep myself out of trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was extremely educational and they just their passion for learning and staying on top of every new piece of you know legislation that comes out or bill that's proposed is just fascinating to me i mean there's just there's so much out there to continue learning about and that's i think what keeps me passionate about about doing this at all well that's the opportunity to keep asking questions right and if you're asking the right questions there's no limit to the amount of information or knowledge that you can take on as long as you're willing to ask questions and ask the right questions and engage people in a discussion, right? The more personal that you can get, the more um, specific people are willing to get. And it really does allow you to create relationships um, and to build on those relationships because, I mean, people do business with the people they like, right? That's, it's kind of a, um, I don't know if it's an unknown factor, but it's a very true factor. Um, nobody, nobody picks the next person they're going to do business with if they find the, the individual to be difficult and, and all things being equal and sometimes not even being truly equal. They're always going to pick the person that they enjoy spending time with because when we work together, we have to spend time together. <laughs> like, what does that ultimately <laughs> equate to? Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's a great opportunity to, to, you know, to build friendships and all that too. And I'm sure that you're going to uh, make quite the splash in the unsecured network based on your knowledge 
um, and kind of your background coming into it. But as we, you know, kind of transition the conversation a little bit, let's talk about, you know, what DRN is doing in this unsecured space these days. Um, I know people can go and watch the five-minute pitch, so I'm not, um, you know, suggesting that you go down the full pitch. Uh, but, like, what, what's kind of your take on the value proposition that DRN is taking to the marketplace? I think really that shift of looking at how we can customize the data and just the algorithm for each period that that process is in, whether you're just looking to purchase a portfolio, analyze a portfolio, if you're looking for a vehicle, we do have the opportunity to look up that that VIN, of course, and that's our, our main product and always has been our direction. But you're also able just to use that person to then find a vehicle related to them, look mm-hmm. for any scans surrounding that vehicle related to that person, any registration of other vehicles, uh, and really give you just kind of a score around being able to contact them, either go the direction of legal, recovery, uh, before you even purchase the portfolio. Uh, and then once you do have that and have you know made that decision, we're able to offer it to debt brokers uh, to help you with that sale. Mm-hmm. And then post if you need recovery assistance or process serving, just really an end-to-end solution is, is what I think we're really looking to offer. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of demand out there. And with the way the economy is going, I think we all can agree that there's going to be more opportunity. Uh, and so I'm excited about refining this and making it really customizable with that AI I mentioned uh, for for anybody out there, you know, who wants to make better decisions, faster decisions with less staff. Well, I think everybody's kind of talking about the auto bubble these days, right? And the fact that used car prices can't retain the current valuation forever. Um, And then what does that do to lenders when that bubble bursts, right? Because all of a sudden the lenders aren't going to have enough metal on the street to offset the loans that they have outstanding. And what kind of problems does that then start to create, right? Um, And so I I was actually looking at some numbers recently from one of the credit bureaus and looking at what delinquencies are doing right now um, in terms of auto, in terms of um, unsecured consumer loans, um, unconserved unsecured personal debt and the kind of the volumes uh, uh, that are starting to create in terms of percentages of delinquency. And it's, it's a little frightening to see, you know, the bubble continue to expand. And then you look at kind of the stock prices and the behaviors of organizations like Carvana that have hundreds of thousands of vehicles. And what happens if that bubble bursts and those vehicles start to trickle out onto the marketplace through the, uh, you know, the, the dealer uh, um, use car systems, right? All those dealer auctions and things, because I'm sure that that's the route that all of that would take. Um, so I think it's interesting and, and that you guys are, are perfectly timed with the right product at the right time for what I, I'm starting to feel like is more of an inevitability of a marketplace change. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all waiting for that bubble and it has been that way for so long that now it's really about how do we prevent more, you know, legal issues. We're not going to be able to keep up with the amount of recoveries, amount of litigation, amount of, you know, processing those deferments in a way for lenders that makes sense and, and um, you know, also offers that fair credit bureau reporting that the CFPB is constantly looking at and putting advisories out about. Um, and so just how we can use our data further up in the process mm-hmm. rather than we were waiting for you're in desperate need of finding that vehicle in past. I think is really important. Um, and if that's going to protect a lot of lenders out there and, and debt buyers, and um, it's, just, I think, really going to be that sweet spot when all of this does kind of hit us uh, to be just more proactive. 
I agree. I, I think, you know, the, the time is coming and the more prepared that we can be, the better off we'll be in the end. Um, but I love the idea of using um, all the information that you've been collecting to make better decisions up front and hopefully to make better underwriting decisions at some point. Um, you know, and, and to kind of look at not just the, you guys took something and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to fix the ability to find these vehicles on the backside in terms of secure. And now you've taken that same data set and found, you know, all these different ways to apply it, which I think is one got to be a whole lot of fun from your perspective, right? Actually having this data set and being able to find and leverage the creativity of, uh, of a knowledge, under, uh, a knowledge and understanding of an industry to apply that data to. It is. And the skip trace possibilities, it, that, you know, near and dear to my heart as well, with that being my background. Mm -hmm. uh, but we obviously have the OPRPs that no one offers. And then we're refining some of that public data, how we pull it in, if we're looking for the debtor or the vehicle, giving those options, just a more robust product in general that fits more types of businesses, uh, I think really will be more than competitive with any skip tool out there and hopefully be able to reduce that expense for some of our current clients. And so that is, is another one that I, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity with to help people out. Well, Courtney, I really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me today. Um, I've always been interested in the DRN technology and Jeremiah has spoken so highly of you as you were joining the team um, that I've really been looking forward to the opportunity and looking forward to actually meeting you in person at the RMAI conference in Las Vegas in February as well. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. For those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions that you'd like to ask Courtney or I, you can leave those in the comments below. We'll be responding to comments both on LinkedIn and YouTube. If you have any additional topics or anything that you'd like to see us discuss in the future, you can leave those in the comments as well. Courtney, I just want to say one more time, thank you so much for joining me today. I really did enjoy the discussion and looking forward to meeting you in person. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll see you again soon.